Hey everybody, it's Dr. Sam Byrne. I'd like to welcome you to another 2020 iTalk. And this is a podcast where I am presenting holistic eye care information. This is information that you really can't get anywhere else. Uh, one of my philosophies is, you know, when you go to an eye doctor and they, they're really good at measuring your eyes, and I always say that, uh, you know, when you go to an eye doctor and you get the numbers, like let's say you're a minus two diopter myope or a plus 3.50 hyperope or whatever it is, you're treated by the number that you are. And in my philosophy, I actually treat the person behind the number. So I'm looking at so many different aspects of our lifestyle, our diet, our stress, our toxicity, our habit patterns. And I've been getting overwhelmed with questions about MSM. So we're going to talk a little about MSM today. We're going to talk about the eye drops. We're going to talk about MSM as a systemic uh, support system and helping you in health and wellness. People are asking, what is in MSM uh, eye drops? What are they? What's the research out there? So I want to I want to talk about these things and and give people some data so that they're better informed in and uh, maybe using these eye drops to deal with conditions like dry eye syndrome, cataracts, floaters, and retinopathies like macular degeneration. So in terms of the MSM eye drops, let me just say this first. MSM stands for methyl sulfonyl methane, or another way to describe MSM is by calling it dimethyl sulfone, D-M-S-O. And you know what's interesting, when I started to research MSM, the main ingredient in it is sulfur. Now, I want to make a distinction here between sulfa drugs, pharmaceuticals, and the natural occurring trace mineral sulfur. So MSM is sulfur. It is not sulfa drugs. And a number of people have emailed me and said, well, I'm allergic to sulfa drugs. So is this the same thing? And it's absolutely not the same thing. In fact, 34% of our body is actually made up of sulfur. And it's the third leading trace mineral that's found in our body. And I would say that one of the main functions of sulfur is that it actually helps make your cells more permeable. So as we age, one of the mechanisms that happens is, is that our cell walls begin to dehydrate. They harden. And when they harden, this makes it more difficult for nutrients to pass through the cell walls to um, nourish uh, and feed our cells. And then when we, we're not able to get the nutrients, then what happens is oxidative stress starts to occur. That's a big buzzword today, oxidative stress. 
And I believe that it's one of the leading causes of aging. It's one of the biggest reasons why our eyes are letting us down. You know, we want to blame it on genetic destiny. Well, because my grandfather had cataracts, I'm going to get cataracts. Or because my mother had macular degeneration, then I'm going to get macular degeneration. I think that's faulty thinking. I think that in terms of our genetic destiny, there is a very, very strong environmental influence on the state of our eyes. And it's based on how we are using our eyes. So environmentally, how we bring our eyes to whatever we're doing. And we need to bring in the conversation of digital devices because that's wreaking havoc on, wreaking havoc on our eye circulation. So that in itself is dehydrating our eyes. When we make the same movements over and over again, like looking at a computer screen or our iPhone hours upon hours, this begins to deaden the tissue in the eyes. It hardens the tissue in the eye and it reduces the cell permeability. And when we reduce cell permeability, free radicals wreak havoc. They accumulate in these very sensitive eye tissues. And this is the start of different kinds of eye disease, whether it's cataracts, floaters, or macular degeneration. And I think oxidative stress is something that what can we do to begin to eliminate the free radical accumulation in our eyes? I mean, I think that's the question we need to be asking. And I would say most of the eye drops out there do nothing more than dehydrate your eyes even more. So they may moisturize your eyes uh, momentarily, but it creates more hardening in the cellular membrane. And this is where MSM is a fabulous uh, sulfur component that actually increases the permeability. And in increasing the permeability on a cellular level, those vitamins and minerals, those antioxidants, all the carotenoids that I've been promoting, glutathione, and we're going to talk about the relationship between glutathione and MSM in a few minutes. But the point is, is that uh, one of the ways that we begin, we can begin to reverse some of the aging process in our eyes is to include MSM in our eye diet. And the fact that we can actually take MSM topically into the eyes is a direct way to improve the cell permeability. But let's talk about the research for a minute. Uh, there was a study that was, uh, was done, and it was um, written up in something called the Experimental Eye Research Journal. And in that article, the researchers found that when the cell wall begins to uh, harden, that this actually creates free radical damage, oxidative stress, and people have a higher risk of developing glaucoma. Now, in, in one of my uh, Facebook presentations, I talked about uh, a study that was done by some Korean researchers who actually found that the drainage canals in the eye, when they are not producing enough fluid, that um, you have a higher risk of developing glaucoma. And this is related to protein molecules that are in lower amounts on a cell wall level. But when they actually injected more protein molecules into the drainage canals of the eye, that actually the eye pressure went down and the glaucoma disappeared. So 
Beyond the shadow of a doubt, there's no question that oxidative stress, the hardening of the vascular system, the sluggishness of the vascular system and the lymph system of the eyes actually begin to create glaucoma as a, an eye pressure problem in the eye. There was another research study. This was published in something called Neuroscience Letters. And in this particular research study, uh, researchers found that unregulated oxidative stress resulted in cell death. And there was a depletion in glutathione when this happened. And this caused many retinopathies to start to emerge. So again, there's a correlation between uh, the hardening of the cells themselves. They're not getting the hydration and the oxygenation, and this is leading to cell death. And glutathione, the master antioxidant in the body, begins to deplete. Okay, another study, ophthalmology journal. Deficiencies in glutathione lead to oxidative stress, and people in this research study actually had a higher risk of developing cataracts and glaucoma. So, in terms of the MSM eye drops, what's in them is the um, MSM uh, solution, which is basically a sulfur solution, also distilled purified water, and some saline solution. So this is a sulfur eye drop. And sulfur does many, many great things for the body. First of all, we do need it as a trace mineral. Um, on a systemic level, if we take um, MSM powder as an example, it does things like make collagen. It supports the connective tissue in the body. It makes the cell walls more flexible. It actually, sulfur is a component of insulin. So foods that are high in sulfur help us produce insulin. So it could be a support in the balance if you've got diabetes. Sulfur also promotes a healthy immune system, a healthy digestive system. It's also been shown in athletes to improve their endurance. And when we have low sulfur levels in our body, this is going to increase oxidative stress, cause more neuropathies, and the eyes are going to be part of that. So a neuropathy means there's a damage, there's a starvation that's going on in the nerves and the muscles. Sulfur is also part of the B vitamin family, especially vitamin B1, B5, and B7. Sulfur is a very important, critical building block for glutathione. There have been studies out that show that people that are low in glutathione levels have a higher risk of developing cataracts. So there's a, there's a synergistic relationship between the sulfur in our body and our ability to make glutathione. You see, sulfur is this sticky, smelly material that actually is like flypaper, and it attracts the free radicals uh, to the sulfur so it then gets um, detoxed from the body. 
Now, many of my friends are vegans and vegetarians, and they have a higher risk of being deficient in sulfur because they're not eating animal foods. Every All their foods are plant-based. So it's very important that they either eat sulfur-rich foods, which I'll talk about in a minute, um, or they uh, supplement with MSM. And to be able to take MSM systemically and also topically, you are now working at improving your eye health from both ends of the spectrum. And the thing about MSM is that because of its permeability uh, function, that let's say you do have cataracts forming and you decide you want to use the cataract homeopathic eye drops. Um, if you do the MSM drops first, it actually creates more permeability for the cataract eye drops to penetrate better. Now, I've been getting this question a lot about floaters and MSM, and people are demanding studies. Where are the studies that MSM actually helps floaters? And I'm sorry to say that there isn't a direct uh, relationship in MSM and floaters in terms of research that's out there. I'm calling for it. I've certainly done clinical research in my practice, but I'm not a researcher, so I'm not ready to publish my results, but maybe I should. But if we talk about floaters, which is a really bothersome issue for a lot of people, and the standard approach of treating floaters is basically, let's watch it. You know, that's what the eye doctor says. Let's watch it, and there's not much you can do about it. Well, MSM eye drops, because of their ability to support collagen, you know, the vitreous part of the eye, the jelly-like part of the eye, is made up of mostly connective tissue and collagen. And so the mechanism that causes floaters is that that jelly-like part of the eye loses some of its collagen uh, capability and so this is where you get these clumps that start to form in the jelly-like part of the eye because the gel becomes solidified. And so MSM is there to say, okay, I can help with inflammation. I can help with um, supporting better connective tissue and collagen. I can create more flexibility in the cell walls. So when you take other nutrients like lutein, zeaxanthin, astaxanthin, glutathione, uh, omega-3 fish oil, uh, beta-carotene, vitamin C, zinc, selenium, magnesium, that these particular nutrients are going to have a better chance to nourish the the, the vitreous and help begin to dissolve the floaters. So MSM is one of many things that I recommend, but it's an eye drop that's made for being able to dissolve free radical damage. And part of what's happening with floaters is that free radicals are, um, are forming in the vitreous of the eye, and there's really no other agent that you could use to even target the vitreous. So what I would say for people is that we need sulfur in our bodies and we need sulfur in our eyes. And the MSM eye drops, if nothing else, they're going to moisturize, they're going to oxygenate, they're going to hydrate. And especially if you do the massage that I recommend as you instill the MSM eye drops. 
you're going to increase the lymph function, the vascular function, and then that's going to uh, pave the way for being able to um, absorb these really great nutrients that you need to maintain your eye health. So I'd like to run through the list of important foods that actually help uh, support proper glutathione production. These are sulfur-rich, cancer-fighting uh, foods that actually will uh, support the relationship of glutathione and how it affects the free radical damage in the body. So let's run through the list. The top of my list would be arugula, bok choy, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, these are the cruciferous vegetables. Collard greens, kale, mustard greens, radishes, watercress. So in terms of the, the relationship, when you start eating sulfur-rich foods, that's going to increase the glutathione levels in the body. Now, Dr. Mark Hyman, uh, he, he's talked a lot about the methylation ingredients. And in terms of methylation, he talks about how important it is in the production of glutathione levels. So, of course, these are the B vitamins, the folate foods. And this would be vitamin B6, B9, B12. Uh, so let's run through that list of of uh, these methylation foods that actually support glutathione. Pinto beans, lentils, spinach, asparagus, avocados, beets, black-eyed peas, garbanzo beans. Okay, now I want to talk about selenium because selenium is one of those trace minerals. It is a powerhouse for sure. And it actually like many of the trace minerals, act as a spark plug, which create more energy in the cell so that the mitochondria can work to produce ATP to push those free radicals away from the cells. So this is, selenium is such an important antioxidant required for your body to make glutathione. So you see the interrelationships going on. So what are some foods that are high in selenium? Well, I would say pasture-fed eggs would be number one, spinach, uh, free-range chicken, grass-fed beef, halibut, yellowfin tuna, and probably one of my favorites, um, Brazil nuts. So in terms of MSM eye drops, they are perfectly safe. Uh, they are made um, primarily of the sulfur, which is the trace mineral we need to create more cell permeability, reduce inflammation, uh, increase the collagen, uh, improve our immune system, improve our vascular health. And there should be no reservation uh, in terms of taking MSM eye drops. I think they're one of the best eye drops on the market. And then in terms of Systemically, making sure you're getting your glutathione, your sulfur-rich foods, your you know methyl um, methylation foods for the B complex and selenium. 
so that you're really boosting your glutathione levels. Uh, that's really critically important. So I hope this has been helpful. If you have any questions, feel free to you know, send me an email or send me a message on Facebook. I'm very happy to communicate with you. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in on today's show. And uh, until next time, take good care. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademark signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.